Welcome to episode 139 of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly. I will be your host, and today we're going to talk about how in the world can you survive an election season at work. We're making our way through the fog of life, and Clarity is understanding where we are on the map. You are here. <laughs> Let the good times roll. This is Clarity Compressed. Without a doubt, election season is one of the most challenging times in relationships. I know that everyone here understands and agrees with that. I don't even have to explain it anymore. But here we are, three weeks before the election. It has been an insane, insane, insane year. And as if there couldn't possibly be more surprises there continues to be more surprises and the twists and the turns that this season and this election season specifically has taken are really, truly unprecedented. And I think people are very passionate about the issues. They always are, but I think in a heightened sense right now, because we have a very, just a straight savage situation, regardless of what candidate is your candidate, I think everyone can agree that both sides are being kind of savage the way they're approaching this. So naturally speaking, when we transition into our other areas of life and relationship, well, relationships can be a little bit tense, a little bit stressed, and especially for those of us in the professional world that have to work with other people. I would say get to work with other people that have differing views than we have. Now, granted, we're a lot of us are in a virtual work situation. My company agency, like we're we're split. So a lot of people come in every day, but there's certain still a number of people that stay home and interaction is definitely less. Concentration in the office is definitely less than it usually is. And depending on where you work, you have some mix of that. But it doesn't change the fact that we as professionals are interacting all the time. If you go on LinkedIn, professional network, and you just look at one person who might make some level of political statement or in some level endorse one of the candidates, without a doubt, you can be certain that if you just click into the comments, you're going to see a lot of venom going both ways. And so I thought it'd be great to do an episode and give you my thoughts on how you can survive an election season. Forget survive. I think this is how you thrive in an election season with the relationships you have at work. This week, I was really excited to hear that uh, a number of people actually reached out and let me know that they play this podcast in their sales meetings and in their team meetings as an effort to maybe teach something or get aligned around the concept or maybe get motivated a little bit. So that's incredibly flattering to me. I'm excited about that. So now knowing that, I'm going to try to create content with that in mind at least a little bit. So this, I think everyone can take a little thing away from this is how you survive or thrive in an election season, my perspective. Uh, First, Number one, you have to understand and you have to really embrace the fact that it is okay, it is okay that other people have differing views than you. I think this that's a really basic statement, but if you think about it, a lot of people, the way they act, the way they behave, the way they get defensive, they don't think that it's okay that people have differing views than them, especially in the workplace that can be incredibly toxic. So that is my first obvious point. Just, it's okay that everyone doesn't have the same perspective you have. Actually, it's really healthy because if everyone had the same exact perspective as you, it'd be a really boring world. Uh, It'd be really one-sided, unbalanced place. And in the business world, that actually diversity of thought leads to a lot better solutions across the board. So first one, 
It is okay that other people don't have the same views that you do. It is okay that other people support the opposing candidate and some of the opposing policies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's one of the beautiful things about being an American and living in a country where we can say what we want regarding our views. If we like the president, we can say it. If we don't like the president, we can say it. Now, I know even in saying that, people might get fired up and be like, hey, I like the president. I don't feel like I can say that without pushback. And other side, I don't like the president. And I feel like when I say I don't like the president, I get pushback. So that's the first point, though. Second point, realize that caring and supporting the human, like the person that has the opposing view, doesn't mean that you have to support their opposing view. Follow what I'm saying here? Just because I care about you and I support you as a person doesn't mean I have to support everything that you believe in. It doesn't mean that I have to support your stance on one policy or this policy or this Supreme Court decision and on and on and on. Because I care about you doesn't mean that I have to approve of everything that you support. Can you imagine if that was the case? What a terrible world that would be in. And I think when things start to fall apart in the workplace and relationships and break apart, it's because we have this false presumption and false notion that just because I care about you and I'm kind to you and I really like care about your family and I care about your success and I want to see you thrive in some way or shape or form, it means like I have to agree with everything that you agree with. That would be a terrible place to live in as well. So first step, it's, hey, it's okay that other people have differing views than you. Secondly, just because I support and care about a person doesn't mean that I have to support and care about their position on a certain issue. If we get those two things in line, I think we're like 95% of the way there. That's where we get jumbled up. We hear so much on the news and the media and on lawn signs and all this stuff. The opposing and the venomous, savage nature that we see I think a lot of us can agree that really isn't how we act or feel toward one another. And the pressure to have to own all of that stuff is deflating, it's discouraging, it actually breaks apart relationship. So let's take a step in the direction of realizing like, ah, I can care about the person a whole lot without having to support their views. Here's the last thing, and this thing um, is, is kind of like the last 5%, but this is the section where I feel like if we can get a hold of this, this is what moves us from surviving election season to really thriving. And I believe that when there is conflict and when there is uh, real tension is our opportunity to deepen relationships. I think the deepest, most meaningful relationships are one that had conflict, experience conflict, and grow closer as a result of that conflict. So I would say, here it is, do something out of the ordinary, out of your way nice, for someone that you know has an opposing view than you have, for someone you know is voting for the other candidate, as much as you might not like the other candidate, let's care about the person. And I bet that if you do something out of the ordinary nice for that person, buy them a latte, send them some flowers, send them something at home if they're working remote, something. I bet if you do something out of the ordinary for that person, tell them you care about them, I bet this election season could be something that really is a, a moment in time that deepens your relationship with that other person. It will build trust. It'll build loyalty because every single person wants to be around other people that they know care about them. I was at a playground over the weekend. Uh, our kids were there and, uh, you know, all these kids, all different types of kids, all different colors of kids, all different mentalities, personalities. Everyone's at the playground and the kids are just having a great time. And guess what? Guarantee you, 
there were very opposing views on who we should vote for to be the next president. But guess what? The kids didn't care. And guess what? The parents were enjoying watching the kids play. And that was, a, it was I don't know, it's just a good example of, a, I think, I felt more connected to our community here in upstate New York when I had that experience. But all that to back into, I know everyone's got to get to work. You have stuff to do. I really appreciate that you even spent some time with me today. How do you survive? Nope. How do you thrive in election season at work? You realize it's okay that other people have an opposing opinion. You understand that just because you're caring and supporting and loving on and rooting for someone that has differing views, that doesn't mean you have to support their views, but you can support and love and care about the human. And finally, I challenge you, do something out of the ordinary nice for someone you know is voting for the other candidate. And let's prove the media wrong. Let's prove the savage venom wrong and show them that people can care for one another, even in the midst of our differences. And that's a really, really good way to be. That's a really, really good way to thrive. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me here today. I hope we have some more clarity and perspective going into the week, going into this crazy election season. We'll see how this thing ends. But I guarantee you in the end, we all make it out alive and that we can be better for it. I will see you all next week. You just gotta love some.